Success in network marketing is created by becoming the right person, not finding the right person. You build people, people build the business. Uh, some people can build a following of distributors with skill sets or contacts or social media presence that they have, the credibility they have when they enter the profession. But duplicating teams can only be built sequentially and systematically. Uh, I'm assuming that you've already officially launched your network marketing business and have been involved with your current company for at least six months. Uh, if that's the case, I'd like to ask you, you know, how many leads have you generated? How many leads do you normally generate on a weekly, monthly basis for your network marketing business? And, you know, while we're talking about it, what did your launch look like? How did that go during your first 30, 60, 90 days that you launched your business? If you've been a regular listener of this podcast, you've heard me say that I estimate that 95% of the people who join a network marketing company and who have over the last 15, 20 years have never really launched their business. And worse, they've never been taught specifically exactly how to launch their business other than some kind of, you know, go, go talk to your people. And if you need any help closing them, you know, you can get me on a three way or whatever. Let me ask you another question. What are the top five ways you are using right now to create leads for your business? How many new customers slash distributors have you sponsored in the last 30 days, last 60 days? What about the last 90 days? The truth is, if you've launched your business and you're not using a minimum of five different ways to generate leads, and if you've not sponsored a minimum of one person in the last 90 days, then hopefully you're just in a slump. You're going through a cold streak. And if that's the case, all's good. You know it. You understand it. You've been there before. You're just in a cold streak. So don't sweat it that much. Just make sure you aren't shortcutting any of the steps. Don't shortcut the steps. But if you've launched your business and you're not using a minimum of five different ways to generate leads and you've not sponsored at least one person or customer in the last 90 days, you're not in business. You are not in business. Wake up. You're not in business. I don't care who you are, who's listening to this. You are not in business. If you haven't sponsored anybody in the last 90 days, you're not in business. And if something doesn't change, you will never build a duplicating team. If something doesn't change, you can't keep doing what you've been doing. You cannot allow yourself to slip into the network marketing social club where people hang out They talk with their friends. They talk about business, but nobody's producing any results. Did you hear what I just said? If you haven't sponsored at least one person in the last 90 days, you are not in business. If something doesn't change, you're never going to build a a growing, duplicating team. Einstein said, ignorance at its highest level is to continue to do what you've always done, expecting different results. Network marketing right now is at the worst place I've ever seen it as it relates to really everything, but especially lead generation. 
if you stop and think about it, I mean, every time you log on YouTube, you have a pre-roll ad with some pitch person that talks like they came out of a ShamWow infomercial promising you that they're going to show you how you can generate 20 to 30 leads a week. I don't know why everybody says 20 to 30, I guess because everybody else does. But 20 to 30 leads a week for your business, and here's the key word you're hearing a lot now, rejection free. (laughs) We're going to show you how to create 20 to 30 leads every week for your business, rejection free, and telling you uh, whatever you're doing, whatever you've been taught is all wrong. The truth is all lead generation methods have a life cycle. Yes, if the method was has worked in the past, Unless there was some kind of algorithm change of some kind, it will work in the future, but probably not close to the level it once did. Most methods and systems being pitched and sold today have never worked for most network marketers, the the 27 percenters. And you know what? They never will. The easiest thing in the world is to tell people what they want to hear so you can sell them what you want to sell them. Nothing works if your approach is wrong, if your mindset is wrong, if your follow-up is not consistent and correct. As I've said many times, network marketing lead generation is a constant evolution. It always has been. It always will be. Uh, about a year ago on this podcast, I mentioned uh, the term network marketing lead generation 5.0 for the very first time. It was probably about a year ago. And in this session, I want to give you an update on the philosophy. And if you are a serious, career-minded network marketing leader, it is my belief and my hope that this session will be very thought-provoking for you, one that you'll probably want to listen to multiple times. And as I've always said, the teaching is in the words, but the learning is in the silence. So let's talk about network marketing lead generation 5.0, and then you can think about it. Welcome to the MLMSuccess.com podcast, the show designed to return the network marketing industry to its roots of personal growth, leadership development, and wisdom of the ages success principles. We share with you real success stories from real people that we hope will inspire and encourage you personally and help you progress forward in your business and your life. We believe if you build people, people will build the business. Now here is your host who has been called the number one mind in network marketing, the MLM Profit, Network Marketing Virtual Mentor, and a host of other names that we will not mention because this is a family show. Frankly, he's just a small-town guy that figured out that the real product in network marketing is people. Dale Calvert. Guys, I'd like to welcome you to this session of the MLM Success Podcast, How to Control Your Own Financial Destiny in Network Marketing. Network Marketing Lead Generation 5.0. Before we get started, just to save myself some emails, I'm going to give you a quick update on my COVID brain fog situation. Uh, I sincerely appreciate your concerns. I figured out that the first two hours of my day are when I am the clearest, and I'm actually uh, recording that uh, right now. Uh, Honestly, I can tell you this has been the craziest experience I've ever had in my life. Some days are great, some days are good, some, many, most are are pretty tough. And, you know, normally when we get sick, you know, we get, have the flu or whatever, we get over the hump and then we get a little bit stronger every day until we recover. I mean, that's been my experience. 
And I've never experienced coming out of an illness and having good days, bad days, terrible days, and so on. And when I say it's hard to think, that's really the only way I know to describe it. Uh, preparing for this podcast has taken me three times longer than it should, and virtually everything I do every day uh, is taking me much longer than it should. It's getting very frustrating, uh, and I'm not able to do what I wish I could do. Uh, my first two hours are pretty good, but beyond that, it's I'm pretty spent. Uh, I can say I'm very thankful that this week has been better than last week. So if day-to-day I don't know what I'm going to be dealing with, if I can get a little bit stronger and devote more time to thought each week, then I'm going to be fine. It's just going to take, you know, a little bit longer maybe than I had expected. Uh, honestly, Dawn is working with her sisters right now trying to get over and get through 60 years of stuff, you know, a lot of stuff in boxes. Her parents accumulated over the years, pictures, dishes, clothes, and on and on. Uh, most of you probably know that Dawn's mom passed, and her dad passed about a year ago. So her sisters are going through that. That You know, that generation just didn't throw away anything. So, uh, you know, they're finding all kinds of things. They probably found a dozen uh, TV sets and old microwaves that used to work at one time. Why they kept them, nobody's nobody's really sure. But anyway, those of you that have dealt with loss of a parent understand what we're going through with that situation much, much more, much better than we really do. It, it's something I don't guess you can really ever plan for. So with that said, the challenge for me has really been she's not here most days to help with some of the brain fog issues and, you know, won't be until they can uh, get the the estate sale done. And that's going to be probably a month or so, maybe longer. Uh, of course, the other challenge is we still, unfortunately, have not sold off our e-commerce businesses And we're coming up on the last quarter of the year, which is always just crazy, crazy busy. Uh, Many of you understand or know that Don is one of the top five resellers of Hallmark collectibles uh, in the USA. And that that business explodes during Christmas season. And I'm not complaining. I'm thankful to be coming out of this situation, getting a little bit stronger every week. But I've gotten a lot of emails and messages and just wanted to give you guys a quick update before we get into the very serious topic we're going to be talking about in this session. Uh, At the time of this recording, Don and I just finished our one-year anniversary with APL Go. As most of you know, know, prior to to joining that company, I'd contacted uh, one of the largest website brokers in North America had started the process to liquidate my 17-plus MOM websites and businesses that supported the network marketing niche, including this podcast, all my intellectual property, training programs, books, courses, I mean everything. And I'd finally come to the conclusion that the network mar- marketing business model had slipped from a state of uh, speculation to dissipation and beyond that what's beyond dissipation and, and my perspective it, it had slipped into a state of just really delusion and fear and it was never going to return to what it once was back in 1995 when success magazine published the re we create millionaires cover article and it was just time for me to move on 
If if you've never heard the webinar myself and the number one network marketing historian in the world, in my opinion, my friend Ron Henley and I did back in 2015, just let me say it is mandatory. It's mandatory. It's called the four stages of a movement. Uh, the four stages of a movement, a critical message for network marketers. It is at mlmhelp.com forward slash critical, but I would definitely listen to that. So anyway, it was extremely sad for me to see the greatest personal development program on the planet and the number one business model in the world to help average people with above average desire create financial independence slip away from the wisdom of the ages, success principles, the core fundamentals that created massive success and momentum for this profession back in the early 90s. I also get that the world is different than it was when all the millionaires were being created. I get that. I understand that. But I also have learned the last year that there are still really good, thought-thinking, solid, value-focused, solid people in the market that are looking for a real opportunity. They're still out there, good, solid people. Uh, and as I've said many times, the business model itself has not changed. What has really changed is what has been taught, and the people with titles that we call leaders. Uh, back in 1999 on the original MOM scam audio training, I said if people would just ask themselves one thing, who is this person and why am I listening to them? That one question, we can, we can write the ship, you know, so to speak, turn the ship around. Unfortunately, all the foo-foo dust that's been spread through this profession is now to the point that it's considered best business practices. So it's really sad to know that all this, in my from my perspective, I feel like it, it just could have been avoided. Uh, if you don't know what I'm talking about when I say MLM is a, is a scam, that's uh, we added a bunch of uh, content to that original audio, and we make that available free just so it will give especially newbies, some perspective on how they ended up where they are and all the great stories you hear about millionaires being made in this profession. And it just gives, we hope, newbies a, uh, and, and people that have been around for a while maybe and never really studied the profession uh, a better insights. You can find that over at mlmscamthenumeral2.com. I'll check that. I think it's MLM scam, the numeral two.com. We'll put it in the, uh, the show notes here. Anyway, two weeks, uh, after the decision to liquidate, you know, our network marketing assets was made. The APL go business landed in my lap. Uh, I couldn't see it. I didn't understand it because, honestly, I understand now. I was looking at it through USA startup glasses. I mean, everything sounded great. There was no red flags. I love the story of the owner. But I was hearing and seeing seeing everything through uh, a 
startup perspective where companies say, we're going to do this and we're going to do that and we're going to have this and we're going to have that. And that was my mental state that I was hearing everything through. So as human beings, we don't see things as they are sometimes. Usually we see things as we are. And as you know, I'd heard all this as you have from hundreds of startup companies over the years. We're going to do this and we're going to do that and we can do this and, you know, category creating product and blah, blah, blah. But thankfully, I woke up in the middle of the night after I had a talk with a couple of people that I respect and it just hit me. It's like, Dale, daggone it. You almost missed this. This is not a startup company. It's just, it's just a company that's starting. It's just, it's just a USA startup, but look at the track record. And, and, you know, I was up all night after I woke up. And once that really hit me, I got fired up because I realized after really doing my due diligence, I had the chance to build again. And honestly, I didn't think that would ever happen in my lifetime. Uh, and it wouldn't have happened with a USA startup business. And, you know, I talk in detail about that in the video training uh, over at momsuccess.com forward slash four, the numeral four stars. So anyway, we launched in September or back in August and, and launched really, really hard, uh, you know, 16 hours a day, going through every single person on my phone, making my list contacting uh as many people as i possibly could think of and um you know in august i get uh an email from my my guy over there that i had sponsored early uh in right in the month of august boris and he said dale I, i was on the he said, "Dale, do you know how many co- how many distributors are in this company?" And I said, "I think it's two hundred fifty thousand." He said, two hundred fifty-two thousand." I said, "Cool." He said, "I was just on the European uh, corporate company president webinar." He said, "Do you know who the number one recruiter in the world out of those two hundred fifty-two distri- thousand distributors was in August?" And I said, "Boris, man, I'm new. I have no idea." He said, "It was you." And it kind of blew me away. It kind of blew me away, honestly. I mean, we had sponsored a ton of people because we went after it. We got, I knew I had to get the airplane off the ground. See, I understand the launch process. If you don't go after it, you're not going to ever do anything. You got to go after this. You know, so I understand the launch process. I've been teaching it for many, many years. So we hit it hard and we were the number one recruiters in the world in the company in August. And then we were in September as well, which really blew my mind. And I think I've been in the top 10 recruiters in the world four times or uh, during our first year. And, you know, right before I got on this podcast, Don told me at Boris again had been on a corporate European webinar and evidently, we were number three in the world last month. And, and when you really stop and think about that with, uh, it's just kind of, it's kind of humbling, honestly. But I do want to stop here for a minute and, and kind of communicate as this comes, as this relates to creating leads and recruiting and longevity. It should say something to you guys. 
Because here's what happens in network marketing. If you've been around any time at all, you've seen it happen over and over and over and over and over again. Lynn Clements wrote about it in the article, The Land of 10,000 Unrecruited Heavy Hitters. If you've never read that article, it's worth reading. It's uh, topmlmtrainingarticles.com. You can find that. Uh so here's what happens. A company starts now back probably starting maybe 20 years ago. Somebody got the great idea. Well, let's just hire a couple of master distributors. So they'll have one or two or three, maybe, maybe more than that master distributors that they pull from other companies and they start a company. And then the master distributors go out and get their people and their people go get their people and their people go get the four or five people that they know. And then those four or five people don't know anybody. And that whole scenario plays out in about 90 days to sometimes it can go 18 months and then it stops and the company goes straight up. And then it flatlines and then it starts straight down. And when it starts straight down, then somebody else starts the newest, hottest, greatest product with, with 17 uh, ingredients that they import directly from Jupiter. And they have, they have 109 world-renowned scientists and blah, 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 blah. We've all heard it. We've all heard it a thousand times. And so somebody else, somebody from that original group jumps, and then everybody that decides to leave, they go through this whole process all over again. And my point being, it happens over and over and over and over it gets to a point where the, the the master distributors get their people who get their people who get a few who get a couple who don't know anybody. Everything flatlines. It all stops because nobody knows how to teach the new person to build a network marketing business. Nobody. For the last 15, 20 years, all the profession done has done is recruit each other. That's it. That's it. Some high-level distributor goes through this process three or four times, and then they realize, hey, I'm not having people aren't following me like they used to. So what do I do now? Well, I think I'll I'll get a PC and get some software, and find somebody to manufacture a product and create a story, and I'll start my own company. And let me see who are the who are five egomaniacs who have a following. Okay, here's five. I'll make them our, my master distributor, and the whole thing starts all over again. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It's beyond ridiculous. So we launched in September. We hit it hard uh, or in August. We were the number one recruiter in the world in August and September. And you know, just kind of back to our launch, I was contacting everyone I knew about the product, everybody about the product, and everyone I'd met over the years that I would want to work with. Uh, not every network marketer I knew, but the ones that I wanted to work with. Uh, and, and you know, we were blessed. I mean, things happened, and, and it was phenomenal. And I knew most of my team that the people that I wanted to work with, because most of the people I wanted to work with were not what are called quote unquote heavy hitters. 
you know, I've avoided the good old boy network like the plague uh, over the la- over the last 20, 25 years in this profession. Uh, so it was just good, honest, hardworking people that I met, many MM training club members of the past that really had strong goals and reasons for doing the business, uh, people that I, solid people. And so I knew that when it comes to uh, working with people, um, that, that I was going to have to figure out a lot of things because I was not, I was not targeting or going after a lot, some, but not a lot of, of what would be called heavy hitters. So the first question I knew I had to figure out was, you know, what's going to be the most effective launch system for our team? Because most people are not going to have the number of contacts that I have and what is going to be the most effective launch system from our team. So from the day I joined, you know, I'm working every day. I'm talking to a lot of people. I'm launching hard, but in the back of my mind, I'm asking my question in my mind every single day, you know, we're getting these people, but what's going to be the most effective launch system? How are we going to help them launch their business? So I'm asking myself that every day, and I never will forget the morning that uh, this whole launch system kind of came to me. I can remember coming downstairs and telling Don, I said, you know, you've heard me talk about the yellow brochure, which is a how we launched and built NII. It was the foundational system and how much, how millions and millions of dollars in products or so through that yellow brochure. And I can remember sitting down with her and saying, what we're going to introduce here is going to be more powerful, 10 times more powerful than the yellow brochure, which was the, uh, candy vitamin samples, uh, program that we use right now currently to launch the business. And, uh, I can remember, okay, good. That's out of the way. I just got to tweak it, refine it, test it. And, you know, we actually introduced the concept a couple of weeks after joining. Uh, it wasn't finalized in any way, but it was introduced and we've tweaked it and refined it to the point that I'm very happy with it at this point. The people that follow it exactly as it's outlined get results. And those that don't, don't. And as a leader, that's all I can ask for. And that's really kind of an important point. I mean, you can't halfway do the, 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 you can't halfway do it. You can't, you know, do this part, but not do the text follow up. Uh, you, you got to understand your ultimate goal is to create customers, which, you know, that's getting them to the customer webinar that we've put together. I mean, if you don't follow a system specifically exactly and master it, then it's not supposed to give you results. But I have to know as a leader that if, that will it, will, if people follow it exactly as they're supposed to, will they get acceptable results? And the answer is absolutely, absolutely yes. If they do the follow-ups, do the text, do it as we outline it. And here's what I understand about the launch, honestly, about the launch of a business, of a network marketing business. Truthfully, the results don't matter. Psychologically, the activity does. 
And I wish I could explain that in, in more detail. Uh, but that's what I know. Truthfully, the results don't matter. Psychologically, the activity does. I know that launching a business correctly, it builds a foundation on which something significant can be built. And if you skip that step, you never have the foundation on which something significantly can be built. So anyway, uh, August is rolling. September's good. October, we're starting to get slammed with our e-commerce businesses. And then Don's dad gets sick. Uh, and he ends up passing away, which, you know, funerals and all the, everything around that. And we, we quit doing our weekly team training webinars consistently. But I kept telling people through our Facebook group and, uh, you know, January, January, January. I kept telling our team, give us to January, give us to January, give us to January. Let us get through this, uh, e-commerce slam that we're experiencing and the funeral and everything. And so that was our, our beginning of this journey. So during this time, again, I'm thinking, and and we're going through a lot of other stuff. But during my, you know, my my thinking, I knew, you know, okay, we got this launch process. We're tweaking it. It's going to be it's going to be the answer for the launch. And after the launch, how can we help the 27 percenters on our team, average people with above average desire, create enough leads to recruit their three to five new people a month? And how are we going to help them develop the proper skill sets, mindsets? Etc., so they can control their financial destiny, and and really that's was the majority of the focus for me, and it needs to be because you know for the last ten years at live events I've been sharing with people that next year the last ten years at many live events all over the world I said look guys for the next year next year. You're going to have to get your products and your opportunity in front of more people than you did this year to get the same results. I've been saying that for over 10 years. The next year, you're going to have to get your opportunity and products in front of more people than you did this year to just get the same results, to stay even. That's not changed. It will be the same for 2022 and beyond. It will be, and and I could do a whole webinar and probably have at some point on why. But the bottom line is network marketing is not the only game in town anymore. It was in the early 90s and previously, but it's not now. I mean, we start talking about side gig incomes and way to create them. I mean, I could sit here and, and talk for hours about multiple different ways to create side gig in- incomes. Network marketing is not the only game in town anymore. So the truth is, the truth is for me, the real question, understanding the state of delusion and fear, not just in the network marketing industry, but basically in every home-based business and side gig business model, Can it be done? Can it be done? Can you develop enough lead generation systems and can you help people get their mindset and their follow up and, and their skill sets to a level where they can recruit the 27 percenter can recruit three to five people a month and control their financial destiny? 
you know, our team has really come a long way, but we are nowhere near where we're going to be. In March, something, you know, really unexpected happened to my plans for the year. Uh, I had to take my focus off many of the lead generation projects that I had, you know, on my calendar and, I, and, and had planned to really tweak and refine. And I had to just stop and really take a breath and help my team refine and tweak our direct outreach method. And I'm just calling it direct outreach. And, you know, I talked about it, what session, session 234 of this podcast, because I was starting to see based upon the growth of our team and from a skill set mindset perspective and from a in, enrolling new people perspective, the direct outreach, there's something some there's something going on here. So we had to just stop and do that. And again, I talk about that in detail in session 234. Uh so, I mean, I'm sold on direct outreach. However, you know, this time next year, much of what we're doing, and, and again, we've been working and tweaking and refining this for since March. And much of what we're doing right now, it's going to look a lot different a year from now. I mean, I'm still learning. I'm still collecting data. And honestly, this is something I've never done before. Uh, I'm, I'm concerned about the amount of delusion and fear and false pride that's within the network marketing business model. I mean, when I started this session, I said, you know, look, if you've been involved, uh, for six months or longer and you haven't sponsored anybody in the last 90 days, you're not in business because I can tell you with certainty that 95% of the people in the network marketing profession and every company who have not sponsored anybody in the last 90 days think they're in business. It's ridiculous. So, you know, it's been the, the, all that has been just mind blowing, really just mind blowing. It's just like daily. It's like with conversations, it's like, how do you even tie your shoes? Really, how can how can you get to this point? Uh, so as I, as I shared with our team on last week's webinar that we did, I mean, my focus has always been, you know, a well trained distributor. We got to be the best we can be, and I'm realizing now, guys, in the future, you got to become an elite network marketing team builder. And honestly, the question still remains: Can normal, solid, value focused, twenty seven percenters, you know, human beings, create enough? effective lead generation methods to give themselves an average person with above average desire the opportunity to recruit three to five new team members slash customers a month and control their financial destiny. And I will say I know it is possible, but I also know it requires not well-trained distributors, but the development of elite network marketing team builders. You know, and I, I have a lot that I need to do to get my personal focus away from well-trained team members and focused on building a team of elite team builders. So a year ago, I believed that it was possible, but you know, when we started, but I understood that it was going to take a level of time and commitment on my part that I had to mentally prepare for because 
there's going to be need to be a lot of, and I realized that there's going to be need to be a lot of testing and tweaking and doing things that I've never done before. And I'm working with people that conceptually understand a lot of what we teach, but have not really experienced it before. And so I understood all that. Uh, Today, I understand the work ahead of me and, and members of our team much better than I did, you know, the beginning of this year. And honestly, I believe I have a team of people that can totally disrupt this profession, become elite network, elite network marketers, build an elite network marketing team that can set the example on how to do this business model right and create financial independence and even legacy income. Everybody's talking about making an extra $300 a month. We're full of an industry that thinks, my product's free. I've been here three years. My my auto ship is free now. Therefore, I'm successful. And it's like, no, 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 no. We create millionaires. So the focus, again, the business model that created the millionaires has not changed. It hasn't changed. It's the same. It's better in many cases. So it comes down to... Uh, setting the example of creating financial independence, leaving your job if you want to, and then even legacy income. However, I know there's much more for me to do personally to really, really understand the ratios and then the entitlement mindset. That's something I haven't talked a lot about, but it's something I'm very aware of. The entitable entitlement mindset that many experienced network marketers and opportunity seekers have today. I I need to learn more about that, try to understand that at a higher level because I don't get it. I I, I sincerely don't get it. I can remember years ago when when we started New Creations and we'd left New Image and and went through all that, and I didn't want to start a company. And I can remember a guy, I was really thinking about joining the Zig Ziglar network just to work with Zig and he was starting a network marketing company and I was really considering it. And, and I remember a guy telling me on our team, he said, Dale, he said, you need to have your own company. You don't need to be a distributor. He said, you're too big for that. And I can remember, I'll never forget that because it's like, I, I don't have that feeling at all. And what I was realizing, it took me a while to realize what this guy really thought, and he's proved it over the years, is he was going to come with me wherever I went. And it wasn't that he thought I was too big for it. He thought he was too big for it. So this entitlement mentality is something that I have definitely got to learn more about this year. Anybody want to share with me any insights on that? I would appreciate it. Here's what I know for sure. The formula for building a successful duplicating team, it really does come down to math. X number of people contacted equals reasons fulfilled. X number of people contacted equals reasons fulfilled. The only question is, I mean, that's, that's doc. There's no question about that. The only question is, you know, you tell that to an Amway distributor. X number of people contacted equals reasons fulfilled that wants to become a double diamond. The only question is, will they have the opportunity over their lifetime to get in front of enough people to create it, to become a double diamond in Amway? And, and I, I certainly believe probably most of you, absolutely not. They don't have any, any chance in the world of that ever happening, even though the, the formula is the formula. 
if they do get in front of enough people, they will become a double diamond. But the truth is, that's not going to happen in Amway for 99.99999% of the people living in the United States today because the more credible the company, the less of an upside opportunity exists with the company. Network marketing is not about getting people to join. In fact, in my opinion, it's just as important to eliminate the wrong people as it is to keep the right people. We are all looking for the right people at the right time in the their life and 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 those that are willing to put in the work and 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 even if they're not the right person right now that will become the right type of people if someone can develop a team with the skill sets and the mindsets they enter the industry with they will have major problems duplicating down the road did you hear what i just said if someone can 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 build a network marketing and it's not even team, it should be following with what they come to the profession with. They were going to have they're going to have major problems down the road duplicating. Only systems duplicate. Talent doesn't duplicate. Natural God given abilities, communication skills, or how are how many people you have on your social media following. It's not going to be duplicatable. It's not going to duplicate. Sure, a lot of people have major success. They come into network marketing. They have major social media following. Boom. And, and they, and, and you call it success. I don't call it success. I call it creating a following because network marketing, your long-term income is in direct proportion to the number of leaders that are developed on your team. Period. So just because you have you know, you sponsored 117 people or 100, 243 people and you have a thousand on your team after, you know, six months does not mean you're a success. It means you were able to create a following. That's all it means. Success comes from becoming the right person, not from finding the right person. You must get your skill sets and mindsets and activity to a point where you're enrolling three to five new customers slash team members every month after your launch. That's the secret. Three to five a month will lead you to three of the right people a year. If you can enroll three to five new customers slash team members a month, you will find three people a year that want it as bad as you do. And in three years, you're a superstar with your company. That's the formula. Network marketing always has been and always will be about a three to five year path, three to five year game plan to success to replace your current income. It took me five years to replace my current income at IBM and then put you in a situation that it will allow you to develop financial independence if you're smart with your money and, and you don't go into a toy stage and, and just, you know, have to have every toy, as, as I've talked about in other podcasts. But if you put yourself in a situation to develop financial independence, and eventually if you continue to work and build legacy income, and you invest your money right. But And that's, that's the game, guys. That's, that's the vision. That's, 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 that's it. Three to five people sponsored a month to get you to three people a year that want it as bad as you do. In three to five years, 
uh, replace your current income and put you on a path that will help you create financial independence and even legacy income. That's the game. That is the game. That's always been the game. That's all I've ever talked about. That's all I've ever focused on working with teams. But what's really going on today? Those with leadership titles have allowed speculative ideas to enter the profession, and it's exactly why the industry has been on a downhill trend for 10 years. With that said, uh, you know, the three to five a month for two, for three to get to a point in three years where in three to five years you can place your current income, financial independence, legacy wealth. Well, that whole concept I'm going to share with you from my perspective, my personal experience. Uh, I promise you, uh, that I get this and understand this at a level that it just haunts me. It haunts me. You know, daily, I think, where would this profession be if this philosophy, what I've just covered with you, three to five a month, three a year, uh, for three years, three to five years, replace your financial, in- replace your income, financial independence, legacy wealth. If that whole concept, uh, was mainstream. Where would this profession be if if that was the foundation that everything was built upon and focused upon? Where would this profession be? That's where it used to be. Maybe not specifically exactly like I've shared it, but the whole concept of financial independence, replacing your job, uh, Legacy wealth was talked about all the time. And, you know, it's like three to five a month. I got to get out of my comfort zone. I got to get out of my comfort zone to do three to five a month. You know, people in my, people in my town are just different. People, this, that, but, you know, and, and look, it might not be cool, trendy, sexy. What I've just shared three to five a month for three years, find three a year for three years, three to five years. That might not be cool, cool, trendy, sexy, blah, blah, blah. But you know what? It's the truth. It's the truth. Yeah, Dale, but, you know, and, and then so instead of people focusing on that, which will move them, their life and their business forward, it's like I've had to sit back and watch people get into this. We're going to all buy leads and you're going to have all these people that are wanting to join you. We call them and they'll have their credit card in their hand ready to join you. And, you know, what we really need to do is do these affiliate programs, MLSP, PPST, whatever, you know, attraction marketing, this, this boot camp, that boot camp. No, we got to do PBRs. Private business receptions. That's how Amway did it. We're going to all go back. We're going to have our. We're going to let people sample the product, and we're going to do these home home parties, home meetings. No, the the secret is you got to you got to network with the right people. So everybody needs to go to this huge event in Las Vegas, and that's how we're going to we're going to network and we're going to build people. And no, 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 you didn't need to join X Y Z person's coaching program that coaching program is a way to do this no the real thing you got to do is start a blog if you want to be perceived to be a network marketing pro then you must have a blog guys that's what people were saying i don't want to be perceived to be nothing other than what i am 
drive me crazy. Do YouTube videos. You got to do you. No, wait. Do Facebook lives. YouTube's dead. Do Facebook lives. No, sorry. Uh, you got to be on Instagram. No, wait. No, wait. Now you got to be on Snapchat. Snapchat's where it's at. No, forget Snapchat. TikTok. TikTok is where it's at. And for those that haven't heard, you know, TikTok was just just banned all MLM programs. I don't know if you guys heard that or not. But my point is, it's been a constant campaign of foo-foo dust. Constant foo-foo dust. Oh, you got to have click funnels. You got to have this funnel. You got to do this. You got to do that. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Master the fundamentals. Learn how to recruit three to five brand new people a month and control your destiny. So I'm going to go back. Shackley. I'm going to cover this real quick just so you can see the progression in my mind, but the, but the realities of this business. So I started in Shackley, 1980, 20 year old, snot nosed kid living in a 600 square foot home, driving a beat up Chevette. Didn't have a clue what I was doing. Didn't know what I was doing, but here's, here's the thing that separated me. I believe I was not, no, I was looking for a business. I was not, you know, it wasn't somebody just called me and pitched me. It was I was sincerely looking for a business. And when I understood, really understood residual income and what could be created, uh, me, like many of you back then, uh, once you get it, once it gets in your blood and you see it and you understand it, it never leaves. And. Today, most of the people that are involved in network marketing, they, they try a product. They kind of like it. They realize if they join wholesale, they can, uh, they join as a member, they can buy wholesale. Then they figure out, well, if I can sell some of this and I can make a little extra money. And that's the extent of their vision of why they're involved in network marketing. But anyway, the launch process back then was spiral notebook plan. Some of you will remember spiral notebook plan and you basically get out a spiral notebook and and they say the average 18 year old notes no 700 people and you write them down and you 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 have a minimum of 500 names uh people your parents know people you know people you went to high school 500 names and then you contact them all about your business and or your products so that was the spiral notebook plan that was the launch I made a list of 500. I called every one of them. I don't know how many I actually sit down with at their kitchen table or met and went through the program. Uh, I do know that I wouldn't be in business if I had not sponsored my parents who mentioned it to a couple they went to church with who mentioned it to another lady who was a bull in China closet distributor and started selling products like nuts. And it made me to really, uh, she kept us all in. In the beginning, while we were learning, and I learned pretty quick, and I was really pretty much ready to go, but but anyway, it took me eighteen months to get through five hundred people. Then what do you do? It, what have I? What did I say in the beginning of this podcast session? What five ways are you using to generate leads for your business? So for me, and I had to learn each one of them step by step. Uh, was direct mail. We had a phenomenal direct mail letter that, that actually I learned from a guy in Tallahassee, Florida that was in the company. 
And I got my hands on it and I went to a printer and I got it all duplicated and you basically, and I added one thing to it. Uh, but you send a direct mail letter. Uh, if they, they send back a postcard, there was an information request card. So I was getting postcards back in the mail. I call those people, set a time, meet them at Denny's, meet them around their kitchen table. It worked phenomenally well for us. So direct mail, thrifty nickel ads. Some of you know what the thrifty nickel was. Bulletin board flyers worked extremely well uh, and still do. Drop cards, I can't imagine not building a business without drop cards. Least amount of time, highest return. So we had drop cards. Then we also used a handwritten postcard. If I wanted to, I could mail seven, I could mail a hundred of these today and I would have five to seven phone calls. Uh, that was the numbers. Uh, 25 years ago, it's the numbers today because human nature is human nature. I talk about it in great detail at localmlmleads.com. But those were my five methods back then to create, to be able to recruit five people a month after I went through my 500 people in my spiral notebook. Direct mail, thrifty nickel, bulletin board flyers, drop cards, handwritten postcards. We also did some fall festivals where we would set up in Kentucky. There's a lot of fall festivals, the Apple Festival, uh, you know, Festival of the Horse, Festival of this, Festival of that. So we did some fall festivals. That Actually, that was seasonal. And then we also did Welcome Wagon, which was really good for us uh, just for customer acquisition, but I don't even think Welcome Wagon is even still a thing anymore. I think they're out of business. Uh, and then we, you know, again, I talk about a lot of these over at, on the webinar at localmlmleads.com. So what my point is this. I knew that through these activities, these five activities, I could schedule 30 appointments every single month, and I'm part-time. And these are these are back in the day when you're sitting around with a flip book uh, uh, at somebody's kitchen table or at a Denny's or something, a restaurant where you're having a cup of coffee and you're going through your presentation. I knew I could schedule 30. Uh, from those 30, I would complete about 15 because people would not show up. They, I've gone to people, I've driven two hours to people's homes and they get there. You hear the TV going. There's people inside. They won't have, and, and they won't answer the door. Because the husband set the appointment with me, the wife is pissed off about it. I mean, you guys, y'all don't understand how simple this is today compared to back then. But anyway, I knew if I scheduled 30, completed 15, I would definitely sponsor my five. Usually it would be more around seven or eight. Now, would those people do anything? Of course not. Most of them don't. But some did. So from that, uh, from that, whole, that philosophy, Sponsoring five plus a month. Uh, at the time, uh, you know, I became a supervisor in 90 days, which was like a direct distributor. I don't want to get into too many details, but we, in uh, four years, I became the youngest sales coordinator in the history of that company. And basically the, the real leadership position in that company, the, the major first leadership position but it was very difficult to get to uh you know you had to do it be doing over three thousand dollars in customer volume uh to get to that level it's kind of again like a direct distributor was called supervisor so to become a supervisor you had to develop four sales coordinators 
Well, in the state of Kentucky at the time, there was about 30 supervisors in the entire state. 30. Most were in Louisville or northern Kentucky. There was a few in central Kentucky. But there was about 30 in the entire state of Kentucky. Three years into this program, actually my fourth year into this program, nine of the 30 were on my team. And I was a 24-year-old kid. But I'd had major paradigm shifts three years in. One being the law of averages works for everybody. And two, I can program my mind for success. And again, I'm not going to, I don't want to rehash all this. But I, and, and, and it's fascinating because I can tell you today who those nine supervisors were. Uh, B and B, Ben and Barbara Calvert were my first supervisors, my parents. I mean, we went to the Bahamas together. We won some trips. I mean, it was, they were awesome. My dad was out there doing his one-on-one presentations, scheduling his one-on-ones. He was doing his, his five. And here's the other thing. There, nine people, every one of them were sponsoring five plus people a month. Every one of them. Uh, so we had my mom and dad, Greg Stegner. Greg came from direct mail piece. He mailed the information request back. I sat down with him and his wife. We went through it. He was a lumber salesman at the time, frustrated, looking for more. Uh, Greg Stegner, Jackie Heichel. Uh, Jackie was a school teacher, moved from, I can't remember, but anyway, her husband worked at IBM. She was a school teacher, didn't want to go back to teaching school. She had two young children. Um, when they moved to Georgetown, she was a lead through Welcome Wagon. Uh, we got her started on the products. Uh, she decided, she, you know, then we, after she, she was using the products, a good customer, then we introduced the business. She got involved that way. Stephen Ann Milton were, uh, clinical psychologists. Uh, he had got laid off, was selling cars, hated it. He was selling cars for the largest car dealership in Lexington. Uh, they came from a thrifty nickel ad. Uh, Stephen Kim, Stephen Kim Hicks, I had sponsored, uh, actually Steve, uh, Steve had sponsored, Steve Middleton had sponsored a guy that was selling cars with him who had left and started his own small car lot. And Steve worked out a deal with him. Uh, if you give me the list of the people that buy new cars from you, I will contact them. And if any of them join, I'll, I'll place them under you. And the guy said, cool. And the first list that he got, direct mail list, he was sending direct mail to all these people. And on that list was Stephen Kim Hicks, which you may have heard about. Uh, then we had another direct mail, uh, Miss Tate over up in Grant County. She came from direct mail. Uh, Carol and Ray were actually in the warm market of Judy. Uh, Judy came from direct mail. Tom and Connie Bird, I ran a little ad in the Farm Bureau classified section of their newsletter slash magazine that they sent out every month to insurance clients. Uh, and he was up in the mountains of Kentucky, a mountain preacher, five kids, uh, 
unbelievable human beings, Tom and Connie. And then Charles Knupp uh, was a school teacher a couple counties over from us. My dad sponsored him through direct mail as well. So, again, that's where they come from, guys. It's numbers. And, And here's my point. Every one of these people knew what they were doing. They launched their business through their spiral notebook, and every one of them were sponsoring five-plus people a month. And how were they doing it? Direct mail, thrifty nickel ads, bulletin board flyers, drop cards, handwritten postcards. They were doing fall festivals in their areas, and a couple of them were actually welcome wagon sponsors as well. That's how you win this game. That's how you win this game. They were all doing five a month. Uh, then I, I got out of the industry for about five years. I'm not going to tell you that whole story, but in that company, once you got to a certain level, you could revert. Uh, Jackie Heichel's husband got transferred from Lexington office to Texas with IBM, and I could tell you all the drama uh, that was really out of our control. Got involved in the insurance business for five years. Then I ended up getting back involved in the profession. I missed NSA. I saw it two years earlier. I should have gotten involved when I first saw it. I let it pass me by, but I did get involved in NSA. Uh, so when I got involved in NSA, uh, it was at a different time and place. The, the flip book was no longer applicable. I have not used a flip book I, ever. Since the since I read that sixty percent of the American population had VHS, because this is going to be Vaded, this is going to be VHS, but the numbers pretty much stayed the same. Uh, you know, back in 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 Shackley days, thirty one on one presentations would give you your five plus a month. With NSA, forty videos a month. If you could hand out 40 videos a month and you followed up properly and you do it the way we t- teach to do it, you use the right scripts and so on, then the average person with above average desire, if you got 40 videos in the marketplace, you would sponsor five plus a month. One of the things that we did there that really made all the difference in the world, nobody else did it. Everybody had the opportunity to do it. They made the announcement. I saw the benefit immediately. I made the investment. There was a video that we were, we were using that was very effective and it had a lot of testimonies throughout. It had people from Florida and California and New York and all over the United States, Canada. And this company that was producing this video said, look, at the, at the national convention, if you want to have your people come in, we will film their personal video or their personal testimony. And we will insert it throughout the video. We'll take out the people from California and New York and New Mexico or wherever, and we'll insert your personal testimonies that you want to insert. And we'll do this for you for, for $10,000. And, and I thought, you know what? That's a heck of an investment. I really don't have that kind of money at this point laying around, but I, I see the value in it. I'm going to do it. And the thing that I did, I not, I not just invited my personal team, uh, but I invited people from uh, other local NSA teams that were leaders to do their testimony as well. So they, during the convention, they would come in, they would come into a special room, they'd give their testimony, and then they sent them all to me. And from that, I, I chose the ones that I wanted to insert into that opportunity video, that VHS. 
that VHS, we killed it with that. I mean, we killed it with that because if you're handing it to somebody in Indiana and they see somebody else from Indiana and people from Kentucky and Ohio and Tennessee, which was the ge- geographical area we were primarily working, it was like it made a huge impact. So, you know. And then we also added, at this time, I'm starting to understand, Dale, it's not just about recruiting. you got to be able to train people. So we added, I, I recorded my own three audio program, how to launch, the retail to recruit system, how to recruit using a video, three audios, and a workbook. And we packaged that up. And when somebody joined NSA, it was a $25 for the distributor kit and then whatever product they wanted to order. But on our team, there was another $20 for our personal team training. $20, uh, that's what it cost us to produce. And so we unified $20. And... What's happened was other organizations started using our training. Other organizations, I mean, a lot. Uh, and other organizations started coming to our Saturday quick starts where we taught again how to launch the two step recruiting process using a videotape and the retailer recruit customer acquisition program. And we built a phenomenal team. We came, uh, uh, NMD, the top of that company, in 18 months, then became a President's Advisory Council member the next year, which meant you were in the top 1% of income earners in that company. And I look at the people. See, when I looked at the comp plan with that company, I thought, okay, i got to have five people and get them to this certain level for me to get to the top. So I sponsored five people. I never sponsored any more frontline people. Very controversy. People on my upline, Dale, you're crazy. You don't do that. Don't do this. No, I'm going to build five people. I'm going to build five lines straight down. That's what we did. And you know, at the top of that was B and B, Ben and Barber, my mom and dad who came with me, uh, Stephen Kim, which you heard earlier, Carol Ely. Carol was actually eight levels under me, eight levels down under me. Uh, I've told her story in other podcasts, uh, but she was one. David Owens was an insurance agent in Owensboro that I was sending direct mail into Owensboro, Kentucky, to insurance agents, and he replied. I, I want I want you to see where these people came from. Is really my point here. My mom and dad were with me in Shackley. Stephen Kim with me in Shackley. Carol Ely, a, a gentleman that I had known in the insurance business when I was there, when I had my between Shackley and NSA had, he knew her. It it was his warm market. Uh, David Owens, direct mail, Danny Hillard, a young man that I sponsored at our church. Danny was his uncle. The young man never did anything, but Danny did. So anyway, got to the top in 18 months, president advisory council member, uh, in five years, I was so I was had all lines qualified. That's why I built depth as well. We had over ten thousand plus people in the United States, Canada, and Germany. Uh, I was going to average twenty five thousand dollars a month in income, whether I walked out of my house or not. And, and by many standards, had made it. I was totally out of debt. 
was over 50,000 in debt when I joined that company. I was totally out of debt. You know, we lived in a, in a really nice ranch home. You had a swimming pool in the back. My three daughters were, everything was cool. Everything was cool. I mean, I've made it. And my parents were happy. Everybody's happy. And then I decide that I'm going to resign from this company and start over with a new one. And everybody thought I was crazy. And I don't blame them. I mean, I get it, but I knew I wasn't. But everybody thought I was. It's like, Dale, you've worked so hard for so long. You got to, you know, everything's cool. You've got two new cars. Everything's fine. Why would you want to start all over? Because the company was moving to a product. They were moving out of water air filtration into this Juice Plus type product, which that's the name of the company today, for those of you that don't know. And it's like, I don't get it. I don't understand it. I don't see any true upside potential. Bottled water is gaining momentum. It's gaining steam. But the reality from their standpoint, if they hadn't changed their name and redone everything, they probably would have been shut down. Uh, so I get it from a corporate standpoint, but from a distributor standpoint, from building my future, it didn't really make any sense. A uh, guy that I'd met in that company uh, said, Dale, look, I'm starting a company with another another guy, and, and I want you to put together a training system for the company. And I worked out a deal with him. I, I got, I think, $2 for every $25 distributor kit that was sold. Uh, by putting together, uh, he said, I want the three audio tapes like you did and blah, blah, blah. And we ended up doing six audio tapes and put together the same type of system that I had for my NSA team. When I resigned from NSA, the one of the vice presidents of that company said, Dale, you got the fastest growing team in this company. Why would you be leaving? And we had, he was a good guy. And I sat down and we had a really good, uh, intelligent adult conversation and he said well i wish you well and i appreciate what you've done for us and that was it i resigned i i didn't wait for them to terminate me for cross recruiting or whatever i resigned i i i here's keep your twenty five thousand. i'm going here and my first check with that out of the company was 693 dollars my first month and my parents and my wife and everybody knew i was crazy they knew i was crazy but Here's the difference now, and this is what I want you to understand. At this point, uh, I looked at the compensation plan with NII, New Image International, and I knew I needed five people to get to the top level in that company. Five people. Uh, so my five were Jim and Kathy Jones was number one. These aren't any specific emotional order. I'm just Jim and Kathy Jones. Jim had been in the insurance business for over 20 years in Lexington, Kentucky. Uh, I had met him through NSA. He was a three percenter. He built a significant NSA organization only to watch it dwindle away. Why? Because he was a high credibility individual. Jim's doing it. I'm going to do it. Uh, he did not know how to do He thought everybody had the same work ethic, drive, determination. He did. They didn't. I watched him build it to a really good level, and then it dwindled away. Uh, Stephen Kim, who you've heard since Shackley, I knew they knew what they were doing. B&B, I knew they knew what they were doing. That's my mom and dad. Uh, Randy Pruden. Randy Pruden was a gentleman that I met. I'd run an ad in the Evansville, Indiana, thrifty nickel. He had an Amway experience 
Uh, he had been with Amway for years when I met him. Uh, he had joined me with uh, NSA as well. He was running our Evansville, Indiana office. Uh, superhuman being and very, very uh, teachable and understood and could teach every part of the system. And then uh, Phil Schuff. I'd met Phil in NSA as well. Phil was a, a corporate 500, Fortune 500, Clairol, worked for Clairol, an executive with Clairol, had got laid off, had started NSA full-time day one, uh, had done really well for about 18 months, two years. Then again, as happens with all three percenters, he turned around, couldn't find his group, and he saw people uh, 27 percenters like Roger and Rhonda Wages and Carol Ely and and so many others in my NSA group that were making, you know, 100, 150,000 a year and building huge organizations. And here he is, a former Fortune 500 manager at Clairol who thought he, he had all the answers and then watched everything fall apart and our team's just booming. So went, so he joined us. Uh, when we started NII as well, and I can remember him saying, Dale, look, I don't get what you do. I don't understand what you do, but for the next 12, 12 months, I'm not going to have an original thought. He said, I'm going to talk to you at least once a week, and we're going to build this, and we did. So that, that, that NII group, there was those five people, which were my front line, but we had a founders club of 18 people, and many of these 18 people, uh, had been had worked with me in NSA. Uh, they understood retail to recruit. They understood launching your business. They understood creating leads, uh, recruiting five a month. They got all that. And when we launched NII, we had well over 100 people that had already worked with us or were familiar with our systems in NSA and could see how we were just taking the same philosophies, wisdom of the ages, ideas, and applying them to that business model, which was one of the first chromium picolinate ephedra weight loss products. Uh, it was actually third in the market. So, you know, we launched, uh, I mean, and we, we went after it because we had a lot of full-time people like myself that had been making really good money. And, you are, you know, you're making $25,000 a month. You know, you're not going to, you're not going to live on $690, whatever, $3, whatever my first check was very long. But to make a really long story short, uh, at this point, you know, we had the launch process and lead generation down. Okay. And I had a hundred plus people that understood it because they had experienced it with, with NSA. So at this time, for me personally, my focus was really on leadership development, developing those 27 percenters. So we took the, uh, the, the training system from three audios to six. We added a distributor retention program. We added a local lead generation program. We added an audio tape of the month where every month they would get a, a new tape. And our tape of the month wasn't let's just find some motivational event. You know, it was all our people. 
that we were recording at different events, and it was all sequential, based upon okay, I've been in four months. What am I thinking now? It was it was sequential. The first twelve months, everybody got the same tape. Month one, month two. It's like the same way I do the MLM training program. For those of you that are members, MLM, what is it? Uh, I don't even know. Uh, but those of you that are members of the MLM training program, you know what I'm saying when I say sequential. That's the way that was with NII the first 12 months. We set up an internal ImageNet voice system where people could call in and hear the latest testimonies. I understand all this was before the internet was really mainstream. Uh, you know, we're talking early nineties. Uh, it wasn't really even a thing yet. Uh, we put together the pieces of the puzzle training program, which, you know, I've went back and I've looked at that and I really think that's probably one of the best trainings I've ever done. And those of you that are part of our APL Go group, uh, that training, the original pieces of the puzzle is in your back office, in your, in your members area of our team, if you haven't seen it. Uh, we also, at that point, we realized, okay, we launch, we create local leads. Then we ended up down the road, we put together a program, a course on how to build a nationwide organization. And this was using a lot of direct mail and uh, ads in the back of classified ads in Success Magazine. And at that time, you had all the home business, work at home, all the rag publications, uh, you know, how to use those. We developed, we took our Saturday morning quick start that we did once a month in NSA and we designed it around NII. Uh, we put together an eight week training system. Uh, we put together a unified, uh, meeting overview. You know, at four or five years in, we had, 50 meetings being held around the country that had 50 plus people in attendance every week. And then we did the program in your mind for success. I put that package together and all of this was internal. It was none of it was made available outside of our personal organization. And, you know, we built an organization of over 60,000 people in less than five years. We had over a 50% retention rate in the company we helped over 200 people become six-figure earners, uh, uh, helped thousands and thousands of families uh, add significant income to their family budget, few, you know, few hundred, few thousand dollars extra a month. And, and we changed a lot of lives, mostly through the personal development, through the program in your mind, through the events that we had. Uh, it was during that time that I introduced the very first ever generic program that I ever made available outside of my organization. Uh, some of you that listen to this podcast, I know own it. It's at MLMConfessions.com. It's called Confessions of a Network Marketing Millionaire. And, you know, at that time, we also introduced the first infomercial uh, uh and that's available now. If you look up Dale Calvert infomercial on YouTube, you'll see it. I mean, so we did an infomercial. That infomercial attracted so many great people. Uh, there's people today that have went on in other companies, some working in corporate positions, uh, that joined our company originally through that infomercial. So I could go on and on and on. I'm not going to. But my point is, see, after I sponsored my first five in that company, 
all five of them I had worked with before. They understood the systems. They understood what we were doing. They understood when you unify your organization, you separate yourself from the masses. They had, we also brought in over a hundred other people from their teams and mine as well that understood what we were doing well over a hundred. We had 18 official founders club members when we started. Okay. Now, if you just stop for a minute and think about that, that's exactly the scenario that has played out in this profession over and over and over and over again for the last 20 years. I could have sponsored my five and made a really good income, but I that was not my goal. My goal was, again, I understood I've got to focus on how you develop the next wave of leadership and the next wave and the next wave. And because of that, people like Brad Bradford and David Cook and, 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 uh, so many others, Paul Marshall Lane, so many others ended up joining us and plugging into the system. And the system really was the key to the whole thing because systems duplicate personalities don't. And because of that, you know, we were this little, you know, start up in a, and started in somebody's home in Kentucky grew to, you know, over 60,000 people, over a hundred million dollars in sales, creating six figure earners, three millionaires. All this happened because of the systems that happened and were put together after the startup. See what, what I see today is startups, everybody brings their people, which is what we did, what we did. But nobody does, knows what to do after that to develop the new people. To de- how we, we've gotten, we, 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 everybody has, in the profession, when I look at people with leadership titles, most of them, whatever helped them build their company, build their team, whether it was, and, and again, I don't even like using the word team. It's following. Build their following was their credibility, their communication, their social media presence, whatever it was. That does not duplicate. See, I knew I had to, I had to develop the next wave and the next wave and the next wave of leadership because honestly, we were chasing Herbalife. In my mind, everything, every decision that was made was because I want to build the next Herbalife. That was it. Period. Oh, but Dale, this, you know, we need, that's when, what was that name of that lead program? First lead program came out. I remember one of my leaders brought it to me. Lead, what was it? I don't know. The guy in Florida started. Some of you know exactly what I'm trying to think of. And it's like, are you kidding me? And see, during this time, towards the end, is when all these companies started trying to compete with each other. My pycnogenol is better than your pycnogenol, blah, 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 blah. And it, and it just got ridiculous because we got away from the core fundamentals that create momentum to begin with. So I, I, I hope this section right here, what I've just shared with you, you see how 
This was in 1990, the end of 89, 1990. And this, and what we did is being done and has been done ever since. The difference was I understood that we, how it got to that point. It did not get to that point of trust and credibility uh, because people knew me on social media and knew me, like me, and trust me. It got to that point because Phil Schuff, the Clairol executive, saw with his own eyes 27 percenters making $100,000, $200,000 a year with National Safety Associates and and decided I'm going to plug in and, and systematically build a team, which he he did, and many others did. It was based upon the systems, not any particular person's personality. It was based upon helping people program their mind for success. It, it, okay, it was based upon wisdom of the ages, success principles, and understanding the concept that, that systems duplicate, personality does not. So if you want to try to compare what was going on then with that company compared to what you see now, I can compare it. But I also know behind the curtain, I understand what was happening there and what was going on behind the curtain. And most people don't. They never experienced it. You know, we have a lot of people on our APL Go team. The reason they're here is because they experienced NII. They experienced it. They know what was happening. They saw the growth in people. They saw the incomes that were being created. They saw, they experienced the systems. They know when I say eight week training, they know exactly what I'm talking about because it changed their life. Build people, people build the business. Build people, people will build the business. When a, when a movement gets away from the core fundamentals, there's always unintended consequences. And that's exactly where this profession is today. Still grasping, looking for the foo-foo dust. There's a lot more I've learned over the years since New Image. However, over the years, I've watched the industry get further and further and further away from the core fundamentals of personal development, wisdom of the ages, mindset training that will always create success Always create success. The systems that we teach, the, 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 the formula that we have will always create success. Always. 100% of the time. If you can get in front of enough people. Uh, so at this point in my history and on this journey, um, that's really the real question for me. I mean, how do you get in front of enough people? And, I believe uh, that I see where where the the way that career-minded distributors, the place they must move to in the future. And I could be totally wrong. But in my opinion, number one, 
you've got to ignore the foo-foo dust. That's number one. You've got to ignore the foo-foo dust. And guys, I was talking about the foo-foo dust, what, 20, 25 years ago? The foo- you have to ignore the foo-foo dust because it's going to be constant. You're going to have gurus saying things that make absolutely no sense. And the real question is, how did they ever become a guru? What did they ever do? And again, it goes back to 1999. Network marketing is a scam. If people would just ask themselves, who is this person? Why am I listening to them? Who is this person? Why am I listening to them? How did they really build their team? Where did their people really come from? How did they find them? So you got to ignore the foo-foo dust and then just focus on three to five brand new people, team members slash customers a month to find three people a year that want it as bad as you do. And in three to five years, you're in a situation where you can replace your current income and have the foundation on which you can build financial independence and even legacy wealth. And you know what? You know what? This is nothing else matters. No, do you really need that TikTok course? Do you really, do you really need to be on this webinar that's going to teach you how to, how to make your social media photos look better or whatever? Foo-foo dust is out there. So the question you you must always ask, and you must be able to answer as a leader after a new person launches, and if you don't have a specific launch system for your team, you have to. But after they do, how can I help the average person with above-average desire recruit three to five new team members slash customers a month and control their financial destiny? You know what most corporate executives and companies are asking themselves? What products or services can we find to sell to our existing distributor base? That's the mindset. That's the mindset. It's about customer acquisition. Which kind of brings me to lead generation 5.0, as I mentioned earlier, uh, we've just finished our one-year anniversary with APL Go. Our organization's grown. I think we're in about nine countries around the world right now. Uh, We have a very defined launch process that is producing results for those that follow it. Most don't. (laughs) Most try to shortcut it. Most do it right the second time. And, you know, it has been a challenge in some countries because of different things and uh, mostly mail service, but there, it has been challenging. Uh, so we've had to make some tweaks and some adjustments, and we have, and we will continue to do that as needed. But I'm very happy with our launch process. Uh, after the launch, and I'm just going to give you an update on, you know, what's going on and where my mind is now, but I wanted you to understand how we got here. Um, but after the launch, we teach right now about 20 different ways to generate leads in our private team training website 
some of our team members call it Harvard. Um, so we teach about 20 different ways. Many of these uh, we're going to continue to refine, and we're going to be adding more moving forward. But all of these are available to team members after their launch. Uh, that's not true, but it will be. Uh, we're getting ready to have limited access and more sequential access to our team training site. So all the beginning will be about the launch. After the launch is complete, then we'll get into different lead generation methods. We'll probably start with local. I don't know for sure, but we're refining that. Uh, but each each lead generation method, you know, we have a video that kind of kind of walks members through each method. And the focus right now is on free and low-cost lead generation. In, in network marketing, you have a choice. You're going to spend time or you're going to spend money if you want to generate leads. Time or money. And I have people on my team right now. Dale, I want to do paid ads. I want to do this. I want to do that. And 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 I'm just I'm just convicted about this. See, the rub comes for me, and I've watched it for 40 years, when people are throwing money at building a network marketing team and they don't have the proper skill sets, mindsets, or follow-up systems in place to to maximize the money that they're investing into their business. It's not like, okay, it's like, it's like a restaurant, uh, an Italian restaurant. They have 17 dishes and all of them, the recipes are halfway done and they taste terrible. It's like throwing money at, at a business. Like I can, I can advertise this Italian restaurant, Italian restaurant on TV, radio. I can do, Back, uh, mailing, mailing coupons. I can do all this stuff, but if the product is not ready, if, if, if the systems are not in place, if the recipes are not in place, I'm going to fail. Same here. I mean, back in the day when we were running the infomercial, the infomercial was phenomenal. I had so many business people said, Dale, I, I want to put $10,000 in the infomercial. My, my mom lives in San Diego. I want to run it in San Diego. And I said, absolutely. When you become a senior area director, you can do that. But Dale, I don't have time to become a senior area director, then you can do that. What did that mean? That meant that they had to come through the system, learn it, understand it, implement it, because if not, they're just, they're just, they're just ruining it for people that know what they're doing. So no, keep your 10,000. Are you crazy, Dale? I'm, 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 no, I'm not crazy. But I have a long-term mentality. I know what I'm doing. I'm not looking for people that just want to spend a bunch, bunch of money running our infomercials to get a bunch of leads that will not be followed up with quickly and correctly. I have no interest in that. So I feel the same way with what I'm doing now, and I always will. But this year, my plan is to be adding paid lead generation traffic training to our team training websites when we have enough team members that have enough of an advertising budget 
to make a significant impact. And we'll say that again. My hope is this year, but in the future for sure, this coming year, that, that, you know, we'll have a whole nother session to our Harvard that people can access sequentially when they're ready for it on paid lead generation traffic training that, and we'll do that when enough existing team members have an advertising budget to make a significant impact. See, I understand the longer the wait, the greater the reward. The last thing I want people to do is throwing money at a network marketing company to build a team. If they don't develop the right skill sets, mindsets with their local market and free and low-cost methods to generate leads, then people from paid traffic are not going to be the answer. They're going to eat them up and spit them out, honestly. So I believe that that if you're making 10000 a month, I believe you should have an advertising budget for your business. I just do. I always have. I always will. Whatever that advertising budget is, and it's a portion of your commissions. Okay? I don't believe that, that people should take their grocery money and try to advertise their business. I just don't believe it. I, I think the advertising budget needs to come from commissions. And I understand as a leader that, you know, the bigger the advertising budget, the more significant impact it can make and the longer the wait, the, lay, the, the greater the reward. And, you know, it's it's crazy to me how many people I've heard over the years tell me how they spent all their life savings with that Hickton guy or Mr. Million Pro. And I and, and I mortgaged my house to go through the $50,000 coaching, blah, blah, blah. And I, I always ask, well, how many people did you talk to that have the same background as you who had went through the gold coaching program or whatever and actually gotten results from it? And and, and what really has blown my mind is I, I think how many of these people felt that because they spent – X number of dollars with some self-proclaimed guru on their high-dollar coaching program that because they did that, that somehow they were entitled to something. It blows my mind. This entitlement thing is really, it's, it's, it's been fascinating for me to think about. Anybody has a good book on entitlement mentality, uh, I would love to, to hear about it. Let me know. And and then even on a smaller scale, you see so many people that are approaching joining an MLM company like they would buying a lottery ticket. Uh, It's crazy. It's just absolutely crazy. So I'm going to end this up. uh, Just kind of share with you what my first 12 months with APL goals look like. And and I think it'll be beneficial for you because you can relate it back to my experience with my first network marketing company, Shackley, you know, as as we've shared. Because it's been different in many ways. The market is definitely different. Uh, so, again, we started in August. August and September, we were the number one recruiters in the world. Uh, Don's dad got sick. He passed. We're in the middle of fourth quarter madness. You know, we're telling our team January, January, January. Uh, I made a real 
uh, personally have made a real conscious effort not to not to implement any recruiting systems personally that my team members who have already launched, I didn't want to do anything that they couldn't do or didn't have access to. And that's going to change again in the near future, hopefully, uh, as we start introducing paid lead generation methods. But right now, myself and some of our team members have outsourced posting to Facebook groups. That's the only thing we've outsourced. Uh, we have outsourcers that place various ads in about 20 different network marketing groups, home business groups. Uh, some of our people and myself, we, you know, we might, some might do it daily, some every other day, some weekly. And then we have some people that aren't outsourcing it, but they're using this method. Again, you're either going to spend time or money, time or money. Uh, but my, my outsourcer places an ad in 20 different network marketing Facebook groups daily. And I think she charges me, I'm, I'm wanting to say $7 a week. And you've probably, if you're in any network marketing groups, you've probably seen these ads over and over. Uh, the most popular one is the apprentice ad, which somebody gave me that idea. I didn't really like it, but it, it's, it's worked. It's getting clicks. Uh, then we have an ad called Leaders Pivot with an ostrich with their head in the sand. Y'all may have seen that. I love the fast food clown ad that we have and, and several others. And my whole thought process around this is when everybody's running the same ad, but it's going to their personal website, curiosity is going to create a click for somebody. And again, that's just another philosophy I've probably talked about at some point. Uh, but this year, I have personally sponsored two people from Facebook group posts, and that's the only paid advertising I've allowed myself to do because, again, I'm not going to do things personally if I don't have enough future leaders that are ready to implement them as well. Uh, I do have some experienced marketers on our team that are doing all kinds of paid ads. They're doing solo ads. Uh, you know, they've done different things, uh, Google AdWords, et cetera. Quite frankly, the majority of these people are three percenters. Uh, they don't have the ability to plug into systems and they haven't figured out and probably never will that what they do and the lack of having any kind of logical sequential order to what they do, what they do is never going to duplicate. They remind me of the Clairol. The Clairol do Clairol Fortune 500 manager. That's who they are. Uh, they're the insurance agent, Jim Jones, that I had to beat with a two by four in a car hours, and sh Phil Shuff as well. And and I get that. And it's like I'm not going to spend hours with these people. I'm not even going to spend hours on the phone with these people because until you know, Phil Shuff County, Dale, I don't know what you're doing. I don't know how you're doing it. I don't understand. But I see the kind of growth your team's having and the type of incomes that average 27 percenters are having. And whatever you do I'm and whatever you teach, I'm going to do it. And I'm not going to question you. And I'm going to, I'm going to plug into what you say. And I'm not going to have an original thought for the next year. Until three percenters can do that, and I hate to even say that because you can do whatever you want to do. It's your business. It doesn't matter to me. My In my mind, anything that they do, anything that they produce, it's just a bonus. It's just a bonus. 
And I'm hoping maybe they'll find, they'll lead me to somebody that is teachable, understands what we've talked about in this podcast, and they will go on and change their life and, and make an impact for their family. But I have very little hope. I have no hope in the profession as a whole for the reason I've just shared. I, I just don't. We got a lot of people that, uh, you know, leaders are supposed to be developing other leaders, not creating followings and spreading foo-foo dust. Again, the business model hasn't changed. What we, the people we call leaders have. So here's the truth as it relates to MLM lead generation that no self-proclaimed MLM guru will ever share with you. Uh, there's no lead generation system that's going to produce consistent same results for everybody. Follow-up systems are more important than the initial lead. I mean, you can give 25 of the exact same leads from the exact same source to 10 different people, same person, 10 different people, and you would have 10 different results. That's the truth. Leads are not the answer. Leads are critically important, but they're not the answer because you know, be, how value-focused a person is, what kind of listening skills people have. Because if you listen, then you know how to communicate. If you don't listen, then you just communicate blabbing based upon what your upline has said, but not based upon real communication with that person. You And if you really listen, then you can communicate based upon what your upline has shared, but also based upon where that person is, what they've told you, and then experience, you know, all those things are major determining factors into what happens with those 10 leads. And most people are talking to people and communicating with people through text or email or whatever, and they're really trying to convince or sponsor them, honestly, when I'm talking to people, I'm qualifying. In my mind, I'm qualifying. So just as a real quick glance, since our initial launch, since January, I've sponsored uh, two people, as mentioned, through Facebook MLM groups. Because here's the thing, guys. those those When I launched it and those uh, first two months when we were the number one recruiter in the world in August and September. Okay, that's cool. That's understandable. But what's happened since then? And and see, if you look at 90% of the people we call leaders in network marketing, they launch their business. They bring in all their people. And again, as I've said, who bring in their people, who bring in their people, who bring in their people. They may be master distributors. They may not be. But none of that means deadly. What happens afterwards what happens afterwards? How do you take a person that, that doesn't have that social media following or contact list or whatever, and how do you help them get to three to five people every single month so they can control their financial destiny for their family in this business model? Guys, why is this so difficult for people to get? It drives, It's driven me crazy for years Oh, we got to do TikTok. Oh no, you got to have a blog because if you got to do this, you got to do that. I will teach you how to be a well-paid network marketing consultant, even if you've never sponsored your first person or enrolled your first customer. 
all this crap that we've allowed to infiltrate the greatest opportunity in the history of the world for average people with above average desire to create financial independence. Drives me crazy. Let me continue. Let me get through this, guys. I've gone longer than I had anticipated. Uh, since January, sponsored six people with safe lists. And those numbers will really increase when I can uh, make the shift and and let an outsourcer do it because they'll do it consistently, weekly, timely, and I haven't. Uh, I, I, I haven't, and I should, you know, but again, I've consciously, I didn't want to give people the excuse, well, yeah, he's spending 20, he's spending all this money on all this and that, and, you know, that's why he's doing it. I, I wanted to eliminate that early, uh, so I haven't. But we have sponsored six people with Safe List. If you don't know what a Safe List is, it's something I've talked about for years. Uh, let me see, dalecalvert.com forward slash List, L-I-S-T, Joe, G-O-E. It's all one word, List Joe. You can go there right now and you can send out a thousand email promotions to opportunity seekers right now. And anyway, if you don't know much about Safe List, we've done several trainings on it over the years and we use about 15 different Safe Lists right now. They're, uh, they actually aren't listed at Harvard, I don't think. Um, but I have maybe hand-selected 15 people on my team, and I have done a training for them on SafeList. So about six came from SafeList. We created uh, three wholesale customers in 30 days uh, I, with a round button and drop cards. And, and I was testing this, and this is when we first got them. And I went out and I said, I'm going to hand out 300 of these buttons, these, these drop cards. They're round. So I don't want to explain the whole concept here, but basically we have a button and then we have a drop card that's round as well that looks just like the button. And when they first came in, I said, I'm just going to go test. I'm going to get 300 of these out. And I did that in about 30, 40 days. You know, I had to consciously, you know, spend 30 minutes to an hour in the market and just went out there. And I went to Whole Foods and went to Walmart and I would just make contact with people and smiles. Hey, I noticed you were looking at my button and I handed them the drop, the, the brown card. Said, my website's on here. It'll tell you all about it. And just kept on walking. I didn't have any conversations. Some people would tell me more about the but I take vitamin. No. And I would usually do it. I did it in a vitamin aisle over at Sam's Club also. Uh, just different place because I wanted to get 300 out as quick as possible so I didn't have to think about it for a while so I could do my initial test. And we ended up enrolling three customers just from that, uh, wholesale customers. Uh, let me see what else. Direct outreach. That's been our primary focus since March. I had not anticipated that at all. In any, under any circumstances. But in my opinion, it's the absolute best way to recruit, uh, if in network marketing today, if you have, you know, a significant opportunity to recruit people into. So direct outreach has been our primary focus. Again, it's brand new for me. 
uh, and we will continue to tweak it. And it's going to look a lot different in one year than it looks today. But I've sponsored one person from Craigslist, four from Facebook, 13 from LinkedIn, two from MLM Gateway. And if you're not familiar with MLM Gateway, uh, it's a scam. But there is a way that you can use it effectively. Uh, you can go to truemlmreviews.com. There's an article there on MLM Gateway, truemlmreviews.com. Don't have time to get through it all now. I will try to put the link in the notes. Uh, I sponsored one from paid-to-click websites. Uh, oh, yeah, I forgot. I actually outsourced and tested for 90 days uh, paid paid-per-click websites. I'm not doing it now. Uh, we have a very unique system that we're going to be introducing to this, and that was my focus. I was moving in that direction, and, and when this the whole direct outreach concept kind of took me off course, but I did sponsor one person from paid-to-click website. I did outsource that for 90 days, uh, and I was doing some testing. And maybe that's something hopefully we can complete real soon. Uh, I sponsored three people from Funded Proposals. Uh, I love Funded Proposals. I just love that concept. I mean, and, and usually it's about maybe three or four or five a year. It just depends. Uh, we actually sent out today uh, a training program to someone in Oklahoma along with our funded proposal letter. And if you don't know about funded proposals, uh, I'm not going to get into it right now. I did one, sponsored one person from reverse email, uh, which should have been more than that, but honestly, it's it's on me. Most I just delete them, don't even try to send them a reverse. I need to get better at that, and I will. I just didn't want to take the time to do it, which is really kind of ridiculous, Dale. You should be doing that. If you, people are sending you these pitches and promotions, then you need to turn around and copy and paste and don't be lazy and just send it to them because you sponsored one and you didn't do that many. Uh, talking to myself, sorry. I'm almost, I'm getting tired, honestly, and I'm going to wrap this up. Uh, three, sponsored three people from $100 bill drop cards. Sponsored three from $100 bill drop cards. Uh, and again, I'm not doing my job there. I, I had these probably in January, February, and I still have over half of them easily. Probably, I probably haven't put out over 1500. And honestly, uh, when I get in a row with this, I mean, I believe between a husband and a wife and a family, you should be doing 5,000 every 90 days. I believe you can do 5,000 every 90 days, and I should be doing more than that. But, I, you know, I've sponsored three people from $100 bill drop cards. That's cmgpromotions.com. And then I sponsored one person from Quora Answers. Uh, haven't gotten much traction there. And... They had asked a question, something like, is there a formula for identifying the right network marketing company with the most upside potential? It was something like that. 
And I contacted this person. This is just how crazy this world is. I contacted this person. I sent them the four stars. Uh, they contacted me and said, this looks phenomenal. How do I start? Blah, blah, blah. I want to, I want to work with you. Uh, best video I've ever seen, all this stuff. And I sent them our three step, uh, qualifying to start with us email. Some of you know what I'm talking about. And they went in, they looked at everything. And I said, look through this. If you have questions, let me know. And like two days later, I looked in the back office and they, they had come in as a diamond. So I contacted them and said, I want to set up a time when we can, you know, talk. And cause I'm going to give them, you know, I'm going to throw the first ball to them. 20 reasons, top three, 50 names to practice with and never heard back from them. Sent them another email, tried to call, tried to call again. And at this point, I'm thinking, have they passed away? Have they gone into the witness protection program? They've been in a week. They came, they started at Diamond. Where are they? Long story short, I have not, I have not talked to this person ever. Don't know what happened to them. Hopefully they're listening to this podcast. I know they don't, but I'm assuming they don't. But if they do, contact me. My gosh, let's go. So again, you just never know, guys. You never know. I don't understand how that can happen, but it does. So, after the first nine months or so of this year, uh, since this is like the middle of September, I've sponsored 41 people. So if you sponsored three to five a month, that would be 27 to 45 a month, or is how many I should have sponsored at this point, 27 to 45. So I'm at 41. Uh, I also have sponsored probably another dozen people uh, that I didn't even mention because I didn't want to take the time to fig- try to figure it out, but about a dozen who've contacted me directly through this podcast or maybe they they learned about APL Go somewhere and they, they're what I call sponsor shopping. And I always like to ask people, well, how'd you find out about APL Go? Well, my Aunt Betty, blah, blah, blah. And I always send them back wherever they came from to their Aunt Betty. Some people say, well, I don't even know. You know, I've just been kind of curious about it and i've been looking but nobody's really talked i've never i've never really talked to anybody then that's different but if they've already talked to their aunt betty let aunt betty talk to them because honestly i don't want most of the people that i communicate with honestly i I don't so i've been averaging over with if you consider those dozen or so people then i know i'm i'm averaging over five a month and always will as long as I'm actively building because I have to lead by example and I I get torn sometimes because sometimes it's like, Dale, you really need to develop out this paid to click program as I'm going through my notes here and realize I never did that because I never got back to it because I had to spend so much time and still going to have to spend a lot more time on the whole direct outreach. But based upon the fact that what were my numbers of direct outreach one from Craigslist, four from Facebook, 13 from LinkedIn, two from MLM Gateway. So that's 13, 15, that's 20 people that were enrolled because of outreach. So I think, you know, saying, okay, I got to focus on outreach for our team was probably a good move. 
but here's a clue. Here's a clue. I'm getting ready to wrap up. The industry's always been full of self-proclaimed gurus that are trying to pitch and sell. This is key. One magic method that's going to allow you to sponsor 20 to 30 new team members every month. And again, here's the key word. You're going to see this for a while. Rejection free. (laughs) I mean, how naive do you have to be to buy that nonsense? I mean, somebody might be promoting Amway, somebody might be promoting APL Go, somebody might be, and everything in between the two. Different opportunities, different times, different places, different communication skills, different listening skills, different phone skills, and so on and so forth. So to say that any lead generation will allow anybody to sponsor 20 to 30 people every month rejection-free with any program out there is just naive and ridiculous. It's nonsense. You know, my Shackley mentor, and when I say that, understand I spent, when I call him my mentor, I've spent thousands of hours with him, and I've spent five minutes face-to-face with him twice he wasn't in my upline. He wouldn't know me if ever. I spent two minutes with him one time, about three the other, at two different events. But he was my mentor because I had thousands, thousands of hours of time with him on audio. And and and, and he, he taught. He says, Las Vegas doesn't make all their money from blackjack. Think about that for a minute. Las Vegas doesn't make all their money from blackjack. What the heck does that mean? But he went on and he talked about at any given time, you know, that, 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 you know, blackjack is the number one moneymaker for, for Las Vegas casinos. But there's a lot of other gambling games too. I mean, they've got slot machines and, and, you know, now poker rooms and, you know, roulette and whatever. So they make a lot from a lot of different games and activities uh, at their casinos. And at any given time, there is but one best way to recruit at any given time. I believe because of the delusion, the fear, and the burnout, and so many network markers on what we call the MLM hamster wheel that we've talked about in another podcast – I, I believe because of that, direct outreach without question is the best way at this time and place in the history of this profession. Uh, and I think the numbers have proven that. Even though there's a lot of things that I could have done a lot more with that I didn't, but I will in the future. But I also understand that the more recruiting methods you have in the marketplace, the better off that you're going to be. I, I mean, I get that. So I believe the secret to lead generation 5.0 in the future. Are you ready for it? I'm going to give you the secret to lead generation 5.0 in the future. You ready? Outsourcing. Outsourcing. And quite frankly, we are approaching a time in the future where a skilled individual will will not be able to get in front of enough people to recruit three to five a month. 
And honestly, there's nobody, very few people doing that now in any company. Again, most people are hanging out in network marketing companies thinking they're in business and they're really just in a giant social club. That's the truth. Network marketing, I don't even consider it a business now. I just consider it a huge social club. Um, so, but again, everything they do, I'm talking to career minded, serious people. Uh, but there's multiple reasons for this. Uh, and they may, they may even become a time when even, you know, elite network marketing team builders aren't going to be able to do this. Uh, but I also believe that elite members will outsource. Elite team builders will outsource, but not, and this is so important, but, but not trying to outsource before you have personally mastered the method makes no sense. I mean, hiring people to do SEO for your website when you don't have any knowledge, real knowledge of SEO is a great way to get ripped off. Hiring people to generate l- clicks to your website when you don't understand uh, the bots that can create clicks to your website and how to check behind them and what they're doing is a great way to get ripped off, period. So not until they've personally mastered the method. Frankly, this is the reason people with big dreams and without proper training end up becoming social club members in network marketing. And it's the reason those that once were recruiting machines are now just out there grasping for straws because the life cycle of their lead generation method is not providing them the numbers it once did. And we could talk about Facebook marketplace. I mean, I'm thinking about the company I worked with for a couple of years and I've had this conversation with so many of their distributors with the owner, all good people, but they just couldn't get, it was so euphoric at the time. Uh, but they built their whole thing with Facebook marketplace at a, t- or with Facebook at a time when you did a post and your post didn't just show up to your friends. It showed up to all their friends, friends. And the company was Skinny Body Care, and there's a lot of people made a lot of money with Skinny Body Care just posting, you know, on Facebook once or twice a day with testimonies because there was so much reach for those messages. And then the algorithms changed, and they got tighter and tighter and tighter. And I don't know what the latest the latest um, numbers are, but the last I saw, it was – Less than 10% of your messages actually get seen on Facebook by your own friends. By your own friends. So when the algorithms changed, their business died because they didn't know what to do beyond that. Again, they were dependent upon their, their blackjack. That was their blackjack. But they didn't learn any other games, and they thought it was going to last forever, and it didn't. And then, you know, I got a guy right now, great guy. I like him a lot. Stubborn, hard-headed. Um, he's not a three percenter. He's one percenter. He makes the guy at Clairol look like Carol Ely, who was one of the most teachable people I ever worked with. I mean, this guy it makes the he does. I mean, he's just unteachable, lovable, likable, just unteachable. Doesn't get it. He's he's dependent on himself his whole life. 
I understand why he is the way he is. I don't, and I don't want to get into his childhood and all that, but I get it and I appreciate him and I like him a lot and I'd love to see him do well. But I mean, he just picks up cold calls people and blah, 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 blah. And see, there's a certain level of the population that cannot say no. Did you hear what I said? There's a certain part, there's a certain part of the conversation of the, of the population that cannot say no. That's why you have so many scam artists that are calling, you know, people on the phone every day looking for those that cannot say no. And that's kind of his been his MOO, MO since the time he's been in network marketing. He doesn't understand that. I do. But the way, the reason I do is because he's never taught anybody to, to do the cold calling the way he does it to get the results that he's gotten. And this business is not about getting them in. It's about getting them in, keeping them in, and helping them move forward. And then, you know, I go back, and I and I can remember when Craigslist first came out a few years, and they started allowing HTML ads where you could go in, put an ad in Craigslist, put a click, uh, click here, go directly to your website. I mean, people killed it, killed it with Craigslist. We made a ton of money marketing affiliate programs and such with Craigslist. A lot of money. And then what happens? They disallow HTML ads on Craigslist. Some people lost their entire income because of it. And it always happens that way. Algorithms are going to change. So lead generation is an evolution. It always has been. It always will be. What does the future look like? I believe in one word, outsourcing. One word, outsourcing. I hope this session has given you a lot to think about. I hope it's given you the determination to understand as every true network marketing pro, not the network marketing pro, but every true <laughs> network marketing pro has ever shared with network marketers for years and years that it truly is a numbers game. Uh, not that there's some magic foo-foo dust that's going to help you create 20 to 30 leads a week, rejection free. Uh, you know, not, you know, just let me, let, let me, uh, build out this magic team funnel for you and it's going to work like crazy by this TikTok course and you aren't going to believe the number the reach of TikTok and how many people you're going to be able to sponsor blah 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 success in network marketing is a numbers game I believe in the future the majority of network marketing leads and again when I say the future I'm talking in the future I'm not talking about next year or not even the year after and and again I, I also say all this with the understanding that I don't even think network marketing is a business anymore. I've been as clear as I can be about this on this podcast. I, I, I don't even consider it a business. I consider it a giant social club. I, I just do. I think I think it's the blind leading the blind, a bunch of delusional people that, that have a business card and like to talk about their whatever business, you know, at Thanksgiving dinner with their relatives. I, I'm sorry. I hate to say that. You you guys don't even understand how bad I hate to say that, but that's all I see going on. That's all I see. So, I, again, uh, it is what it is. And, and I'm not really concerned about that, the industry as a whole. 
as, as long as people don't, you know, make stupid claims and mess it up, I'm fine. I want to protect the goose that's laying the golden egg, but I understand the industry itself has not laid golden eggs since the mid-90s. <laughs> the industry is not what it once was. People think it is. It's not. Uh, but I don't think it's going to go anywhere uh, because of Rich DeVos and company. I just don't think it's going to go anywhere, so I'm okay with that. Uh, but all I'm worried about is that my team, uh, our company, uh, and building that. So everything that I talk about comes from that mindset, obviously. But th- I also understand there's a lot of people that listen to this podcast all over the world every week that are serious, focused, committed, you know, want to change their family's life, want to really replace their current income, quit their job, put themselves in a situation where they can create financial independence and possibly even legacy wealth and that's and i love you guys i appreciate your support and and so this is who this is for but you know the one thing i want everyone that ever listens to this podcast is to understand this is important a hundred leads do you no good if you don't have the skill sets and the mindsets to follow up with them properly if you're not if you don't know what you're doing, if you're just winging it, it's not good. Winging it is not duplicatable. And the reality is the right people are not going to follow you if you don't know where you're going. Success in this profession comes from becoming the right leader, not finding them, becoming them. This is Del Calvert. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you next week on another session of the MLMSuccess.com podcast. If you haven't gone over to iTunes yet and rated and left this podcast a review, what are you waiting for? At Calvert Marketing Group, we want to spend our time on the projects that we know are providing the most value for our clients and customers. You leaving us a review and feedback on iTunes is something that helps us more than you realize. And more importantly, it helps others like you find us. So if you've not taken the time to rate this podcast, please go over to iTunes and do that for us now. It will only take a couple of minutes out of your busy schedule. Work harder on yourself than you do on your business, and we will be back next week with another inspiring success story, wisdom of the ages training, or answers to your questions.